0: i <laughs>
1: Monday edition of the show Kyle the first wave of free agency is behind us there's still some good players left let's talk about them.
0: yeah I think this is a interesting collection of names and uh, I think the delay that you may see in in the spending for the second wave it may take a little while because a lot of these names are guys that uh, maybe age is an issue, or durability in the past has been issues. And with kind of all the, the travel restrictions and stuff right now, like yeah. a lot of these teams are probably going, going to want to be a little bit more thorough with their vetting before. And I know that even the first wave of free agency had some language written into it for physicals and stuff like that. But I just think a lot of these guys that are still left on the border are, are going to require a little more vetting. And we may see them end up waiting a little bit longer to, to hear their names called up and uh, sign a deal here.
1: Cam Newton's a name. He's not a free agent yet, um, but he's a name yeah, that really wow,
0: very cryptic. Well,
1: it's he's a he's a name that pops in this conversation for the reasons you mentioned. I mean, the two throwing shoulder injuries or surgery since 2017, the foot, which nobody felt like they had any clarity on throughout the course of the season. You have to think, you know, given a team has traded a first round pick for Sam Bradford. Somebody would give something for Cam Newton. And maybe Jameis Winston being available, maybe Andy Dalton being a potential candidate plays into that, but somebody won't give something for Cam?
0: Make it a conditional pick. This is very simple. You can make your escalators. We can work together and find escalators that are ambitious. And if Cam's a home run, great. Then guess what? You're getting a home run pick for a home run player. But if the injuries are too much, if he doesn't play consistently, if he doesn't re-sign at the end of 2020 when his contract is up, you're giving up less of a pick. I think the Cam Newton situation is very simple as far as make it a conditional pick and be you can be very robust with the conditions. And maybe that's why you know, a, a deal may take so long to get done. But uh, I think a, a team per, that wants to bring in Cam Newton, do so with a 2021 pick on the table. That can scale up or scale down as necessary, depending on what Cam gives you.
1: Um, I know we want to talk about free agents that are coming, but something that just popped in my mind that I've been thinking a lot over the weekend. Where yeah. are you at on the Patriots' quarterback situation? Do you think there's a real chance? <laughs> do you think there's a real chance that they're just going to go into this thing with Stidham?
0: Uh, yes, I do. Uh, seeing them go out and bring in Brian Hoyer,
1: uh, yeah.
0: Big signing yesterday for the Patriots, bringing in Brian Hoyer. Joe, this team has four and a half million dollars in cap space. Not a lot. I'm going to say it again. This team has four and a half million dollars in cap space and their quarterbacks. Correct me if I'm wrong. I do not have the depth chart right up in front of me, but it is Jared Stidham, Mm -hmm. Cody Kessler and Brian Hoyer.
1: That's the trio.
0: That's the quarterback room.
1: That's the worst quarterback room in the NFL.
0: And they have $4.5 million.
1: And only three difference makers on the entire roster, and two of them are guards.
0: So, yes, I think there is a real chance. And here's the interesting, I don't remember who it is, but I did see somebody put it on Twitter. Um, Brady's, like, time to throw.
1: Yeah, I saw this has Mm
0: -hmm. been like he's been in the top 10 every every single year that I think it was pro football focus every single year that they've charted time to throw. He's been in the top 10 and like routinely in the top five, like quickest to get the ball out. So the Patriots having lost Dante Scarnecchia, and now having lost one of the fastest trigger time quarterbacks in the NFL. uh Oh, this 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 could get nasty.
1: Yeah. It was interesting. One thing I enjoyed from listening to the TDN Fantasy Podcast with Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, and Jamie Eisner was listening to Jake Arians talk about some of the reasons why the Bucks' offense is going to be better with Tom Brady. And it's not just because he's Tom Brady, like because of what you think about as a passer and all the great accolades that he has. But how about little things, but like making sure that you're in the right run play and being able to read the box and audible correctly in terms of, okay, this you know, we've got numbers on this side. We have leverage here. We're going to have a quick, you know, tap my ass. We're going to switch the direction of the play and get that done. And I think that's another layer to the Patriots offense that, I mean, obviously you lose a ton when Brady walks out the door, but it's those little things as well. And um, it's just crazy to me that this has been such a, uh, uh, you know, just between Brady, the the players they lost in the front seven on defense, and then just this belief that, I mean, Belichick's not going to want to just like stomach this thing and suck this year. He's going to want to prove that he can win without Brady, and this is like this is the this is the the hand he's going to work with.
0: Almost makes you think if they want an upgrade a quarterback, their best bet might be do utilizing the draft to find one. <sighs>
1: If I'm the Carolina Panthers, I call them and I say, hey, if your guy's on the clock, we want to move back from 7 to 24, and we want your 2021 first-round pick.
0: Yeah, might be a top-five pick.
1: Yeah. I was on uh, WFNZ Charlotte Sports Talk Radio before we recorded this podcast, and I went on there talking about what the Panthers should do with the seventh pick. And I said the, the biggest objective to me if I'm the Panthers with the seventh pick is making sure that I get a first-round pick in 2021. Trade back God, as far so
0: as it Sounds so familiar.
1: Sounds so familiar. You saw the – I mean, I gave three deals as the example. Right? The Browns move back from 12 to 24. Texans come up, get Watts, and give up their first. Bills move back from 10 to 27, uh, get a first-round pick the following year and a fourth-round pick, and, and, of course, the Chiefs get uh, Mahomes. And then the Marcus Davenport deal where it was 27 to 14, Saints move up, give up a first-round pick the following year with the Packers to go get Marcus Davenport. You're, in the, you're at seven. That's higher than anything I just told you. Maybe you call up the Miami Dolphins. You say, hey, Miami, you're at whatever that 19. I can't remember this other pick 16, 18, 19. It's 18, 18. 18. Hey, you're at 18. You want to come up at seven and get Isaiah Simmons. Give me one of those two first round picks you have next year. Go and get another blue chip talent this year. I mean, that's what I'm doing. If I'm Carolina, I'm not sitting there and picking Herbert or thinking about love. I don't think they're going to have a chance at Herbert, but
0: how's Miami going to do that when they're going to be trading up to one for Joe Burrow They're
1: not. (sighs) They're not doing that.
0: Let me ask you a question. It has nothing to do with Joe Burrow. Do we want to take trading Joe Thune off the table?
1: For Patriots?
0: Yes. What do they think? this, team, this te- I don't know, but this team has no second-round pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you drafted Jalte Freeholt. You got Jermaine Illuminor.
0: And they they exercised some kind of contract move to retain Illuminor, too.
1: Yeah, put a, a high tender on him, I think a reasonably high tender. You went out and got those so, guys.
0: So like and my point was part of the part of why I liked the move to tag Thuny for the Patriots to begin with was because his market was through the roof. Everybody wanted him. So instead of having him knock on Thuny's agent's door, make him knock on your door and do business with you. Yeah. As a team that you know, they've got plenty of third round picks because they got two comp picks for departures from free agency in 2019, but this this team does not have a second-round pick right now. They do not pick from 23 until, I think, 80 is when they pick.
1: I mean, who are you looking at? The Jets and Dolphins? Would either one of those teams give up two for Tooney?
0: Uh, I don't know. But I, I know his market would be – I would imagine his market was be high enough that they could get a late two which is better than what they would get if he walked in free agency. And now you clear up $15 million in cap space. So if you wanted to bring in an Andy Dalton or bring in a veteran quarterback, you'd at least have the ability to accommodate that player on your roster.
1: Well, at what point did the, the Bengals do something with Dalton? I mean, there's no chance he... Uh, they as the think backup. they got...
0: They gotta figure out what two of his medicals are. Since the they'll Bengals? be taking them at five. You're yeah, so since they'll be taking
1: I can't <laughs> I can't, man. I can't. Okay. Uh let's talk about these remaining free agents and yeah, let's do some, it. Some destinations. Uh first name I'll throw out there is Clowning. This has got to be the medicals, right? That I mean, and they people should be concerned about the medicals, but not being able to get your guys' hands on them to check this guy out, I think, is a big concern for a guy that wants $20 million a season.
0: Well, I think that's a bigger problem than the medicals, to be honest with you. I think he found out the hard way. I think he found out the Melvin Gordon way, that his market was not what he expected it was going to be. He came out and said he wanted to reset the market for pass rush contracts. <laughs> not happening. Yeah. Bad news for you, J.D. Um. So, yeah, I I think Clowney, where's a team that makes sense for you?
1: Staying in Seattle, the Giants. I like, ten-
0: I like Tennessee.
1: Tennessee, yeah. I mean, you gave away Casey because you needed that twelve million. Better do something with it.
0: How about uh, the Jets? Yeah, absolutely. So it's not a it's not a scarcity of landing spots thing for him. I think it's a combination of like you said, durability has been a problem in the past. He had, what was it, a sports hernia this year that he played through or something like that? Yeah, he had surgery in January. And last I saw, Seattle was offering him like 18.5 per.
1: Oh, man, take him.
0: But I think he wants to milk it for all it's worth. And I don't know how long the contract was either.
1: The other, who's the other good pass rushers? Griffin, Everson Griffin's out there. What, Marcus Mm -hmm. Golden? I really like a couple of these defensive linemen. Shelby Harris is still out there. So is um, Mike Daniels. Mike's
0: getting getting a little long in the two. Remember Remember when Green Bay caught him last year and everybody lost their minds? Yeah, he was dominant in Green Bay. I mean. I know he was. I think he was banged
1: up with the Lions. But yeah, it sucked that he wasn't good last year. But I'd want him.
0: You wouldn't give he him would,
1: like this one year, three million dollars, and see what's left in the tank.
0: Totally, but is Mike going to sign for that? You're gonna have to. <laughs> well, if we get here and we, he waits long enough, he is gonna have to wait you know. long enough. Um, Derek Wolfe. Yeah. Another we'll solid play. defensive lineman. Explain
1: Shelby Harris to me. I can't. Good player. Someone's gonna be a good player there. Everson Griffin's interesting, obviously. I think the teams that we, you know, not, not, well, I wouldn't say the Jets as much for Griffin, but Seattle, you think about the Cowboys as landing spots for Griffin in, in terms of 4 3 type defenses where they have a need. I mean, that'd be perfect. When, think about Dallas. You know, Griffin's like a exclusively a right side guy. You've got D Law on the left side.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Cowboys need some help on that defense, and that would be, to me, a, a slam dunk. Well, yeah they
0: they lost the second most expensive free agent in twenty yeah. twenty
1: yeah. yeah Robert Griffin. I'd love him in Buffalo, just swap out Trent Murphy's nine million dollar cap figure, put a little bit more into griffin and and really you know you got serious about that defensive line with what you've done this free agency period, like selfishly, I'd love that and reunite him and
0: Leslie Frazier. you think that's a price point for everson?
1: Well, I mean if Mario Addison got ten three- yeah, I mean, and that's the deal structure with the Addison deal is really it's a one year 13.25, and then the Bills can get out of it, is basically how the money's structured there. But if I'm Everson and I'm a 32 year old pass rusher as well, I'm not getting, I'm not taking less than Addison did, right?
0: Right. And dude, I'm he's probably a better player. Boy, dude, he, I didn't realize he's got like 74 career sacks oh, he's, dude. he's like really Model he's really players. getting up there. Yeah. And like his pre-
1: he gets like 60 to 80 pressures a year. Like he's he's freaking good. And these pass rushers think about him like Justin Houston, um, Terrell Suggs. These guys can play till they're a li- little bit older, man. You know yeah, how to get home. You know they're their,
0: their, their every down snap count goes down. But yeah. As rush specialists,
1: let's go. All right, oh, so did yeah.
0: we did we settle on a a formal spot for Griffin? I know you want him in Buffalo.
1: Um, I mean, the Pete Carroll, I mean, Dallas or Seattle. I, I to me, they they make the most sense. Um, I mean, really, D- Dallas makes the most sense because it's such an easy projection to him on the right side there in Dallas. They like right. the left and right side. I don't know if that's going to be true anymore under the new regime, but. You know, D-Law kind of been best from the left side. I think that makes a lot of sense. And if you're not bringing back Clowney, then go get Griffin. And I'm not sure there's that much of a drop-off. You lose some versatility, but more of a pure pass rusher.
0: You know who I've seen a lot of, because I do Locked On Dolphins, I have a lot of Dolphins fans that are, are calling for Miami to sign Von Bell. Do you yeah. think there's this league-wide demand for Von Bell, or is this just a, a, a fixation Dolphins fans have because they don't want Bobby McCain starting at Free safety?
1: Well, what, Von Bell's interesting. He's like, 25 years old. Um, he was a second-round pick of the Saints, and they said, you know what? We'd rather bring in Malcolm Jenkins than, than bring you back. Um, I think he's a good player. I think he's a starter. I wouldn't pay him a ton, but I think he's one of those safeties that are going to get lost in the sauce here. You know, we see this all the time where these there's just these safeties that float around. It was Kenny Vaccaro for a little bit. DJ Swearinger is always on a different team. Trey Flowers or uh, Trey Boston, somebody finally committed to him. I think he's kind of in that, that tier of safeties that, you know, you, you don't necessarily get a ton in the way of, like, ball production. And, you know, he's got one career interception, I think. So... I think he's, he doesn't check all the boxes that you're really looking for. And and so he's a starter and I think he's probably an upgrade for Miami, but I'm, I wouldn't pay him a ton.
0: Now, real quick question. Did we ever formally throw a party for Trey Boston getting a three-year deal? (laughs) Man. (laughs) Good for him, man. Like, geez. It's, this has been like four years in the making where the dude's been playing on one-year contracts, and he's good safety. Like a good coverage safety, too. Right. He's not and like he Von finally, Bell.
1: He finally got the commitment. Von Bell's a good downhill run defender, like a, a, a tremendous run defender, but like a legit coverage safety in Trey Boston with ball production? Like, what the hell was going on? Four teams in four years. Good for him. Good dude.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I see Von Bell talked about like $9, $10 million a year. Oof, no, 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 no.
1: That's Poyer <laughs> got that, man. That's what Poyer got.
0: Yeah, that's... You're not paying him Poyer money. Poyer gets interceptions. It was pretty rich. So I think Von may, maybe if that's the price point that, that Bell's expecting, and I don't know what Von Bell or his <laughs> camp is calling for for contracts, but... Yeah. You know, if, there, if there's any expectation that, that 9, 10 mil per season is what we're going to get, maybe that's why Vaughn's still lingering around.
1: What do you make of Robbie Anderson?
0: That uh, well, I know he wanted 10 million per. And he said that before the start of free agency, he was gunning for 10 million per season. That's a little rich for my blood, personally. In this receiver and, class? Right. And here's the deal, Joe. 10 million per? is going to be at least half of the remaining cap space for 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 teams in the NFL, and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 of those teams don't have $10 million in cap space. Well, well, well. So. (laughs)
1: Something, something, supply,
0: demand. uh, Just by some simple arithmetic, we can eliminate seven teams from signing them because they don't have the cash. And that's not to say they can't make moves and manipulate and and create cap space to do so. Right. But even still, the teams that have 20 or more million dollars in cap space that I think would make sense for Robbie Anderson. Philadelphia Eagles have 24 million dollars in cap space. That's a good hit. Denver Broncos kind of sneaky if they game like a one-year deal they game the Devin Funches deal yeah when you I'd like that
1: yeah for sure absolutely
0: uh the Indianapolis Colts it 28 million
1: yo you got me hung up on Denver there
0: that's a right good with Drew Lott
1: yes and you can still get your wide receiver at 15
0: yep get get Henry Ruggs as the speed guy make sure you get Henry Ruggs but <laughs> then you've got Cortland Sutton size Robbie Anderson size Henry Ruggs, just pure straight gas.
1: Let's go. With that defense, be able to get some explosive plays – Get his yeah, running back situation he, he, figured out now? He,
0: he's got to go back to New York with the Jets, though. The Jets yeah, have, 42, they have $42 million in cap space. They are the team that can afford to pay him, and they desperately need wide receivers. And they want to use their first round pick on an offensive lineman because they fucking struck out in free agency on all these offensive linemen that they were talking about how they were going to sign.
1: There's still some bad offensive linemen they can throw $10 million at.
0: <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know, like. Oh, man, that killed me because it was, oh, we're going to we're going to break the bank for Jack Conklin. We're going to break the bank for for Joe Thoney. And of course, Dooney getting tagged with kind of like the curveball for everybody. And Scherf got the tag, too. And then Conklin went for like four million dollars less than what they were talking about. He was going to go to. And all you heard for two weeks before free agency was the Jets are going to throw everything. They've got a Conklin and they didn't get him.
1: And he didn't even sign for that big of a deal compared to what people thought he would get.
0: Right. It was like $4 million per year less than what they were saying he was going to get. Right, But um, Robbie's got to go back to New York because New York has $42 million in cap space. They are the team that can afford to give him 12 or 13 a year, which is more than anybody else is going to give him. And they I, desperately need it.
1: I read your article on the DraftNetwork.com. About, Good site. Yeah, like it. I, I'm a fan. Um, about destinations for some of the top remaining free agents. And I I really liked all of them. The one that popped for me, kind of like I had that Robbie Anderson moment to Denver just a second ago was Jason Peters to Tampa Bay.
0: It has to happen.
1: My guy's 38 years old, but he is still playing really good ball.
0: And, and Tampa's got $25 million in cap space.
1: I mean he's what are you going to pay him it's not like it'd be that much money right
0: I'd give him a one year like 7 or 8 million dollar deal
1: slam dunk you can I mean you got to put him at left tackle I'm not asking him to play on the right side but no flip over Donovan Smith there or no, still draft put him in the put bench put Donovan Smith
0: there. inside a guard
1: sure yeah put him at right guard you've yep. upgraded left tackle right guard and anyone's going to be better than DeMar Dotson, so Plus, you got Joe Hag with a ton of position flex there. Dude,
0: imagine they go out, they get like Jedrick Wills or something like that.
1: Oh, night, nice. good night, Thomas. Any of them?
0: Peters, Marpet, Wills. Let's go. Who's their center? Ryan Jensen. Uh, I believe so. Yes.
1: Ben? Jensen,
0: and then De- Jensen, Donovan Smith.
1: That'd be a yep. wall in front of Brady.
0: Then go ahead and uh, draft a uh, draft a running back in the second round, and let's get real weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, here for it. What other name, free agent interesting
0: to you? Logan Ryan's the one that I'm surprised still around.
1: He's uh he's a he wants ten, right? Or ten or twelve. He said he's not playing for less than he got last year.
0: Right. Good slot so corner. T- right. And he but he's played inside outside too. He played like four hundred plus snaps at both boundary and slot this past year for Tennessee.
1: Where'd you have did you have him in your piece? Was it Miami for him?
0: Uh, that's where I marked him. Yeah, but I don't think Miami's going to pay that kind of money.
1: Who's your slot right now?
0: Needham? It, it's either Nick Needham or Bobby McCain. If they get a free safety in the draft, they can move McCain back.
1: Yeah, McCain was good at slot. Get the safety. Yeah, but, move him down. But,
0: yeah, the, and that's why I'm really warm into the idea of Grant Delpit in the draft of the Dolphins. Sure. Yeah. Cause well, if you can get, I, I don't like the value that's going to inevitably be there at 18 for Miami.
1: No. And that's, that's no man's land. Like I think. 18 you got to move 25. up or you got to move down. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I hate, I sat there trying to figure out how the bills can get like a real impact player. And I'm like, it's going
0: to be going to happen. Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was like for Miami, it's like, if you want offensive tackle, or if you want pass rusher, which are their two biggest needs, Unless Chase on falls, yeah. you're not getting good value at 18 at all. So you better I open yourself. Dallas. If they sign Everson Griffin.
1: Would you take Bond? Dude, what number is this pick that they have? The second pick? I cannot remember. It's 18. 18. Would you take Bond there? Zach Mon.
0: I would if we didn't just sign Van Noy.
1: John Owning uh, did a mock draft screenshot of of a mock draft machine simulation and he put bond to the cowboys at what are they 16
0: Seven, 17 go ahead
1: well yeah but i mean obviously you're not taking him over chase on but that leads me to bring into question miami at 18
0: i just think you've got too much of the same player in van noy
1: yeah i don't disagree
0: So then for Miami, it's like, all right, well, if rush linebacker is not a realistic option, an offensive tackle is not a realistic option. What do you get? You take DeAndre Swift at 18? No. no. Take take Grant Delpit. You move Bobby McCain back to the slot. And then you go get in your offensive tackle. You can either take Josh Jones at 26, or you can move up if you want to. So, but I think because of that, Logan Ryan because of the money Miami's already spent I don't think as much as he would be the great scheme fit for the Dolphins I don't think they're going to spend that kind of cash to bring him into the picture
1: one more idea for a Dolphins pass rusher okay hear me out Cam Wake
0: I want it so bad
1: okay first of all how do you report this man's retiring and he's not
0: well it happened like twice too
1: What the heck, man?
0: It was like, what's her name? Courtney Fallon, I think. She like reported that Cam was retiring and then his agent chimed in and said, yeah, no, he's not. That's not true. We're talking with teams like as we speak. And then like the next morning, it got picked up again by somebody else and it ran again. And the agent had to like clap it down again. This man retired twice in 12 hours. And unretired both times. He's the new Brett Favre. Well his agent when
1: his agent came on was like, hey, uh <laughs> he's not <laughs> well, retiring. He wants to play. <laughs> Jeez, man. Uh I don't run with any scoops. This is why. I don't run with yes. any of them. Do I not can't.
0: envy the breaking news industry, man. No, it's no nuts. like
1: well, well, you had one a few years ago, but it was like from God. It was the was it in Kiel Harry declaring or something? Yes, like that?
0: I had I had Nikhil Harry breaking. No big deal, but I did get it like two hours before Shafter did. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: Like <laughs> can I get that in writing, please? You know, otherwise I leave it alone, man. Don't right. mess with it.
0: Can't well, it, it. it was even even the Nikhil thing. It was Nikhil called for a press conference, and I called around a few people, and and was told, yeah, he's coming.
1: <laughs> it's pretty slam
0: dunk <laughs> type Right. Stuff. Right.
1: Oh boy. Okay.
0: Well, I think this is a good kind of recap. Uh. One more, one more for you, and Dominic could sue.
1: Go back to Tampa, man.
0: For what? Because you do? know, Sue. So, no shit, Joe. <laughs> Sue's that mercenary that wants like ten million per year. He's gonna he's gonna play the rest of his contract. It's gonna be one year, ten million dollar contract.
1: Is he a money guy? Like he wouldn't want to go back to Tampa for a lesser
0: deal. Maybe, maybe because I'll say this, you know, Sue got the monster contract from Miami, so that stigmas kind of followed him that he's a money guy. But like for 10 million dollars, like that's great value for Sue. I think Sue, I mean, he, he got cut from Miami and went to the Rams and then he went to Tampa. I think he just wants a chance to win to be honest with you brother
1: in 10 years in the NFL and King Sue has made 147.9 million dollars yeah well from, from teams not let him, I mean whatever other money he has going how do you right. not go back to Tampa for like 5 mil
0: and well, go maybe he feels that? like somebody else needs an interior defensive lineman that he feels like he's got a better shot with yeah go play for the lions go back to the lions bud I mean, what do you want to do like go play for I, De- uh, what if he plays in Tennessee what if he plays in Denver I'm just looking at teams that have like okay. $25 plus million dollars in cap space right now. So you think that they'll give them 10? I'm just saying, hypothetically, if they did.
1: Brother, if the if the Tennessee cuts ties with Jarrell Casey and brings in Sue for 10, I think that would just be a big slap in
0: the face for. What about the what about the Broncos? They lost their entire odd front yeah, defensive line. I could get
1: on board with that in a big way. Absolutely.
0: Now you got Casey and Sue on the same line. <laughs>
1: Let's go. I'm, I I don't want to get like too weird about Denver, but I like what they got going, man.
0: Yeah. That's a conversation for another day, but they're, you know, it's it's John Elway's John Elway's kind of like the Juwan James of GMs in that every <laughs> like even year he's really good. And every odd year he's really bad <laughs> or it's like, I guess it's the opposite, right? Because like this time last year, we were like, so when do we want to talk about John Elway and the job he's doing in Denver? And now all of a sudden, like he hit on his picks last year, the yeah. credit where credits do like the, their draft class last year was really, really good. Yeah, for sure. So. So and maybe it's not John Elway, the GM. Maybe it's like John Elway, the. I don't know, the the quarterback decision maker, right? Well, yeah, he whiffed because on so many
1: coaches and quarterbacks.
0: Yes, that was the big thing is he's he's struck out on two coaching hires in four years and like three quarterbacks after Peyton Manning and like the one he got right was Peyton Manning. Yeah.
1: Like Jason but, licks all of a sudden a good GM because he got Tom Brady.
0: Well, uh, you think you're going to see a lot more players interested in coming right. to play for Tampa.
1: Right. Yeah. Funny how that goes.
0: So yeah, I think John John Elway and the Broncos definitely are a team that the arrow's pointing up in the right direction. They had a killer draft class last year with, with no fan. Uh, Drew Locke and Dalton Reisner. That's a, a trio to really be excited about. And I want to make sure I cover my tail here because I dogged on John a little bit just there. And I know how Broncos fans get with John. We got a so, Broncos country. Our Broncos. Let's go. I'm going to do it for
1: us. Yeah, I'm good.
0: All right, we're done. Hey, tomorrow takes on takes is back after a week hiatus.
1: Yeah, there's a lot.
0: Yeah, we're. I'm not even going <laughs> to ask or solicit takes. So we, we got, got we got enough the people were angry we skipped it and they punished us by sending more takes so writing's on the wall we hear you loud and clear that's coming tomorrow Kyle Krabs Joe Marino. thanks as always for listening to the drafties podcast